What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today I am taking a look back at the UFC pay-per-view year. Now, I'm going to be looking at a lot of different promotions and uh, looking at, at their year, how it went, what they did, what changes they made, what, I suppose the state of, uh, of each of the promotions. And for the UFC... I feel like they're becoming more and more and more of a pay-per-view brand all the time. It's a funny thing because a few years ago, there, it was all like, oh, when's the UFC going to get off pay-per-view? You know, there was talks, remember when the WWE opened up their network, they went basically off of pay-per-view. I know you can still get it on pay-per-view, but why would you when you can get it for nine ninety nine a month or whatever it is? Um, and it was like the general thought that, ah, pay-per-view is a dying model. The UFC will, will follow suit pretty soon. That hasn't happened. Now, it probably wouldn't have happened anyway, but I really do think the pandemic has helped them massively in terms of they built a, a lot of new fans during the pandemic. UFC was the only thing on after that initial uh, few weeks off. Um, you know, that that we all remember that big, was it Tony, uh, Tony Ferguson against Justin Gaethje fight? There was reports came out that it did really, really big numbers. And... I think it's interesting to look at how the UFC, I suppose, have followed on after that in the kind of, I suppose, the just post-pandemic era. And uh, that's what, why I want to look back at specifically the pay-per-views. I think a lot of the time this year, especially as well, if we're to look at like, like an overview of the UFC, I think the fight nights have like just disappointed week after week after week. Now, not always inside the cage, but I think... You know, they, all, they know I used to always say, never judge a card until it happens. You know, I can see where he's coming from. Fair enough. But if you're choosing to go, you know, see Black Adam in the cinema on a Saturday night, if you're in America, or go to see, uh, or stay home to watch the UFC, you can't make that decision based on how the card goes. You have to make it based on how the card looks. And I think for a lot of the fight night cards this year, it has been one of those... I'll go to the cinema. I'll go for my few drinks. If there's anything good, I'll catch it the next day. Obviously not for me and other people catching the sport and other fanatics of it as well, but I think for a lot of people, that has kind of changed that way. But the pay-per-views generally, I think, have um, been a, a kind of a must-watch and all good, if not very good, <clears throat> but with the kind of this addendum. And this is a thing we'll obviously touch on probably many times throughout the uh, the, the show today as I go through each pay per view, and I'm going to go from UFC 270 up until uh, this uh, you know this this last pay per view here. There, you know, Dana White always says it about boxing. It's like a going uh, what is it a going out of business sale, and it's funny with the UFC. It's like. It's, it's like a title sale for the UFC. Every pay-per-view must have a title. Even if the champion is injured, even if the champion can't fight or doesn't want to fight um, on that pay-per-view. We saw, look, <laughs> I suppose the biggest personification is that is, of that is the, the UFC light heavyweight um, <clears throat> madness. Now we've seen over the last couple of weeks with five different people booked in UFC light heavyweight title fights within the space of uh, of 10 days and it would have been six only Glover Teixeira has booked in it twice <laughs> you know so it's um, it's one I, I feel like it's one of those where the UFC are trying to protect their pay-per-views so much they will do like an anti-intelligent matchmaking anti-logical things just to get that which is kind of what Dana White always said that he didn't want to do he didn't want to you know 
this fire cell like boxing is he didn't want to do that and there's definitely aspects of that in the UFC now there's aspects of saving the guard and all of that as well grand but uh, we know why they're doing it they're doing it because they know pay-per-view sell more with um, a title atop the card and with you know with, with a belt on the line basically and uh, that's grand but I think it's definitely something I wanted to mention off the start and something we mentioned throughout it now another thing I want to mention before I get into the cards for me, and maybe maybe other people feel differently, or maybe other people have have seen differently, but I feel like this year we haven't nearly heard as many pay per view numbers as we had been hearing in the previous couple of years. Obviously, before that, you know, Dave Meltzer always had the numbers uh, when it was on pay per view, but since it's gone to uh, to whatever it's ESPN Plus, is that what it's called in in, in the US? I'm not exactly sure, but ESPN pay per view anyway. Um, Obviously, the numbers have been hidden. We haven't been able to see them. But there was always, like, the leaks. You know, I just mentioned the the Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje one. There was Ox and the McGregor one, obviously doing well. Uh, the Paria ones and the Cerrone. Was Cerrone the one? And I think it was, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, there was always, you know, you kind of got a hint at the numbers. And then I, you know, I was asked about a number that got leaked and he didn't deny it. Or he said, oh, yeah, it's a bit more than that. Or, you know, whatever. Um, but there has been very little of that this year. And... Um, I wonder is that with good reason? Maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's something else to do. Maybe they just didn't want to do that anymore. Maybe it's like down slightly, but actually doesn't make much of a difference or anything like that. But that yeah, that's just one thing I, I really noticed and I've been kind of thinking of as I was preparing for this, but have have been noticing over the last few months that we really haven't heard much about the pay-per-view numbers at all. Now, it was rare enough before, but now it's almost never. So that's just another uh thing I want to do wanted to mention there. Okay. Last thing which I'll, I'll speak about, and which I'll speak about with all the other promotions as well, is kind of the the production and the state of the, the the promotion itself in terms of the cleanliness maybe of the production and of the of the promotion and issues with it. Um, look, I think a big issue obviously with the UFC. Um, we'll be talking about this a lot on the betting show and other places as well, but. Look, the betting scandal is a big issue with the UFC. You know, this whole McGregor USADA thing, I think, is a big issue for for the UFC. I think it's still, drug testing is still a thing that people like, uh, you know, that's brought up all the time by people. And it's uh, a stick to beat the UFC at times, even though they have brought in unbelievably strict drug testing. It's kind of, sometimes it's the other way. It's like, oh, are people getting off with it? And then is it, is it too much? Is there too much drug testing? That's another thing. You know, the betting scandal, as well as I said, is, is a massive thing. For the UFC, the court case, I suppose, um, you know, it's been going on for years and years and years. It's still ha- uh, hanging over them, but they still have massive money coming in from TV deals or that's already come in, maybe. Uh, they, you know, the CSPN deal seems to be going very, very well. They still have really good sponsors and all of that. And I'd be interested. I think there's only, what is it, two or three years or something like that left on the ESPN deal. Uh, I think there's going to be a good market for them in that time as well to either stay and get a lot more money or, or a lot of money or go somewhere else and get a get a big pot as well. So from that point of view, I think the, ver- the UFC have problems, have big issues on the horizon, but are also very strong. Now, on, as I said, the broadcast side of it and all of that, Look, the DOC broadcast is so clean, and for the most part, um, the actual production itself with the new, you know, the 8K camera, and 8K is not uh, like 4K, 8K is like 8 grand, something like that. Anyway, uh, I think it's generally very, very good, if a bit kind of cookie cutter. Now, 
I think that uh, look, the UFC have obviously designed it that way, and that's fine. I've no problem with that. But we we'll talk in future about the other promotions, one championship, Bellator, even and and others, and they do things a little bit differently and make it a little bit fun. The UFC don't do that. The UFC have the uh, a homogenized product. It's the same week in week out all the time and that's grand but it's a bit boring at times the walkouts are becoming very samey very boring and all of that but they're clean they're smart we know what we're getting from them um on on the other side of it then the commentary uh i think generally like i think john anik is is the best commentator uh, in the sport the best commentator we've ever had in the sport um i i would say um and then there's a cohort come come under him. I think people have, look, I suppose um, Joe Rogan and Daniel Carmi, a lot of people kind of mix them together and say these two lads are, they bring, I suppose, the, 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 the razzmatazz or the colour to it. Um, but the research isn't good enough. Constraint and the fires isn't good enough. Getting taken away and things isn't good enough. Making mad assumptions about judging and other things isn't good enough. And uh, yeah, I, I would fall on that board as well. I, I think especially, you know, People probably know my feelings about Daniel Cormier as a commentator. I think he's a really nice lad. I think he's great on that way in show and on other things as well. But as a commentator, um, I just I just don't think he's very good. Rogan, like the thing about Rogan is he was great, but he's just like quite obviously phoning it in now. So that's a big issue. Paul Felder, I think he's great. I, I think he's a great third man as well, especially. I think he works well with others, but he has a good blend of of everything. I would say the same for Bisping. Uh, a good blend of everything, but a bit a bit of the fun as well added into it that maybe Carmia and uh, Rogan have, but go overboard with at times. I think he's very good at that. Dominic Cruz is a guy who I he was my favorite UFC commentator. I think he's regressed a small bit. I think he listened to too many people telling him to, to stop talking about underhooks and things like that. Well, if there's an underhook, talk about the underhook, you know. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, I still think he's good when he just kind of sticks to the fights. Stop talking about judging and other things as well. But uh, yeah, then we've Laura Senko, who has obviously done the, the Contender Series and other things as well. She's been very good, but very good in backstage and productions as well. Uh, as is uh, as is Megan Olivi, who's just an absolute an absolute pro. Um, so yeah, that, and I know there's a few other people who do other things, and maybe I'm missing out on people. That I, I think that's the kind of the main. Or, well, Brendan um, Brendan Fitzgerald as well. Yeah, Brendan is Brendan's good. I, I I don't mind Brendan at all. I, I like he's a very tough job uh, when uh, when he's John Anik with him, and as well John Gooden, someone who I definitely wanted to mention. Like John Gooden to me should be the number two guy uh, behind John Anik. I think he's really really good, and I think he's the type of guy as well. Who I think if you put him in there and he had you know twenty times a year doing it, I think he'd improve an awful lot. So. Yeah, I think he's uh, that you know that's kind of the, the commentary, I suppose, uh, the base of it anyway for me. And I think generally, you know, if you take out Carmi, take out Rogan, it's generally really, really, really top notch, really good. So yeah, very interesting. Right, let's get into the fights and let's get into the review of the the pay per views from the year. So we started off UFC two seventy from um, Anaheim, California, in the Honda Center, and obviously as well we had uh, I believe I'll go through them here, but I think all the pay per views this year were were in centers or in stadiums and not stadiums but arenas never in stadiums the UFC in a stadium <laughs> imagine but uh so that's another change from definitely the year before that but last year as well I think some of them um 
so this was Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gagne. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to get all the fights and the specifics of the breakdowns of the fight or anything like that, but it's been a very interesting year for Francis Ngannou following this, hasn't he? He hasn't fought, obviously. He's been injured. There's been talk of him trying to wait out his contract, and there's been talk of him signing a new contract and coming back. But the fact that we've waited a whole year and the heavyweight title hasn't... Um, been moved on, I suppose, even with an interim on is I think it's a very, very interesting. I think look, they're waiting obviously on John Jones, they're waiting on that whole situation. But the fact that this was the last heavyweight title is uh, is a very interesting one. Cyril Gann has obviously bounced back from that. Um we had the flyweight title on this as well. It's funny, Davidson Figueredo uh, Figueredo won it obviously, and it's kind of you know, that title has bounced back over the last few months and years and things, and it's coming up again here pretty soon. But um, you know, the, the Figueredo Moreno battle, I suppose, and the quadrology that's going to be happening now is a very, very, um, a very interesting one, and that one that probably needs to be promoted more, if I'm being honest. Uh, but look, as I said again, two title fights atop this card, and the undercard, you like not amazing. You had Michelle Pereira, who's always fun. He he got a good win over Andre Filo, one of the top prospects of this year. Jack Della Maddalena was on the card uh, as well. You know, Matt Favola had a couple of good wins this year, and aside from that, you know, you'd Saeed Nurmagomedov, but nothing, nothing massive there. Uh, we'll move on to UFC two uh, two seven one. So the last one was uh, UFC two seventy, obviously two seven one here. Um, that was Adesanya versus Whitaker too, and that was in Houston in the, the in the Toyota Center uh, on February twelfth. Um, one title fight in this one, Adesanya versus Whitaker for the uh, for the second time, wasn't it? Uh, and Adesanya won that by decision. You know, a good a good display by Adesanya. I think it was. Look, it wasn't the best year in the world for Adesanya. He put on what is it two and one? Maybe we got. We'll obviously we go through. We'll see it in the next couple, but. Not the most exciting fights in the world, and obviously then a loss. I think for a guy who entered the year or entered like the this period of his career as a person who a lot of people were talking about as the next big star for the UFC, I think it's been a real disappointment. Re- it really has. Not just losing, but I think putting on like fights that are, are unimpressive. And um, that's never a good thing. It's never a good thing. You see all the biggest... Uh, stars in the history of UFC, whether it is, you know, from the early days of, of Chuck Liddell to Ronda Rousey to Conor McGregor, <coughs> to even the early days of John Jones, not so much the later days of John Jones. Now, maybe GSP is a little bit different. He had the country behind him and all of that, but even the early days of GSP, there's been excitement. You know, there's been big knockouts and very, very good uh, performances in terms of fight of the year type of candidates and stuff like that. For Adesanya, we had that earlier, was the Gastelum fight, and we had the big knockout of Whitaker, but in recent times, we really haven't had that. We really haven't had it, and it just feels like he's kind of holding back a little bit, is Adesanya. And um, I think if you're reviewing this year, the, one of the biggest stories is the lack of his star breaking out even further. Uh, elsewhere in that card, you Jared, Jared Kennedy, who obviously went on to fight Adesanya, 
Uh, you had money in my cano who didn't wasn't money in my cano here tied to Avasa went on a great run this year got a beautiful knockout uh, over Derek Lewis Casey O'Neill who was a top prospect as well uh, beating Roxanne Matafari I think I had her one of my bets there to, to finish Roxy and um, I think do you know what I think that was my per- biggest personal bet responsibility biggest personal bet of the year one of the only big bets I made this year and she let me down so never I'll never forgive you Casey never, she, she, was no, she was no longer Irish after that <laughs> with the name but um yeah a very uh i suppose again you know not a not a not a great card at all not a great card at all in terms of just looking at it afterwards i'm sure there was some good knockouts and, and good fights in it but on paper not the best card in the world we'll move on ufc 272 went down at the t-mobile arena in las vegas nevada this was um a non-title fight I'm going to Colby Covington and uh, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, maybe we, here I'll get my I'll get my notepad and we'll we'll uh, we'll write down how many non-title fights were in pay-per-views this year. So we've won so far. Here we go. Uh, so Colby Covington versus uh, versus Masvidal. Um, Colby won that. Another you know kind of. <sighs> Do you, do you even remember that fight? Like, <laughs> I assume Colby just kind of took him down and won the fight that way. Masvidal, another like Masvidal. I think fair play to him. He had a great couple of years. He he really maximized um, the exciting part of his career and did well with it and has kind of disappeared since. I think he's just waiting for something to emerge, whether it might be this Leon Edwards thing or whether it might be McGregor or something like that. I think he's just kind of waiting around for something like that. And you know what? I, I wouldn't really blame him. But yeah, for Col- like Colby as well, another guy who is like reached a mountaintop almost didn't quite reach it obviously but now is kind of stuck in this limbo where he is waiting for probably a Leanne Edwards fight to emerge as well uh maybe you need to get something in there before that but yeah it's, it was an interesting year for the two of these look they had the, the altercation was after this as well wasn't it where what Masvidal like allegedly sucker punch Colby and knocked out a tooth or something but yeah uh this, yeah, this was another card who look. The undercard was actually pretty good, but you know, you decide just against uh, Mikano, who turned around very quickly. There, Bryce Mitchell was on the card. Uh, Kevin Holland beating uh, Alex Oliveira, Marina Rodriguez as well. Who the good year? Uh, Umar Magomedov on that card as well. So yeah, not a, not a blowaway card that one. UFC two seven three Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. Volkanovski looked absolutely phenomenal in this. Um, you know, was. Just looked like he has reached his apex as a fighter, and I think this is where he kind of he took the pound for pound number one and deservedly. I, I think he, you know, I think he was that anyway. But I think he, uh, you know, he he's right up there at the very top. Also on this card was the Aljamain Sterling versus Petrian rematch, where Sterling won. You know, a very contentious split decision. I talked a lot about that, so we won't really litigate that one. But um, you know, that's up there with. The, the most con- me I wasn't a robbery or anything, but the most contentious decisions of the year, most talked about decisions of the year, and Yan is probably up there as one of like the most disappointing fighters of the year in terms of losing this, losing to O'Malley. Okay, close fights, but still, we all looked at Yan as like the next pound for pound king, maybe even. I think people looked at him that highly, and it's been a very disappointing year for him. Nomination for fight of the year as well on this card: Hamzat Shemayev against Gilbert Burns. Shemayev taking that step up in quality. And just putting on an absolute barn burner of a fight showed some issues in the fight as well. I suppose but he need to uh, he need to clear up. But Gilbert Burns showed what a great fighter he is as well. An absolute banger of a fight that one. Is it my fight of the year? 
do you know what it is I think it is I think it's an absolutely brilliant fight uh, my guy Ian Gary was on the card as well against Darian Weeks put on a good 15 minute performance getting badly needed uh, fight time I suppose in there Marco Madsen won Mackenzie Dern won good, good night for the grapplers uh, as well and Raquel Pennington uh, won the unanimous decision over uh, over Aspen lads so yeah, that was uh, that was that card. That's a, do you know what? That was a, a pretty good card, and a smashing display in the main event. Very good fight in the goal main event, even with the decision. And then you Chimaev fight of the year candidate, Udine Gary, and also really really good card. Uh, UFC two seven four. I was in the the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. You Justin Gaethje against Charles Oliveira, and Charles uh, finished him in the first round. Uh, very exciting fight again. Obviously a one round fight. Um, <laughs> that was about as exciting as. The worst fight of the year was in the co-main event, Carla Sparza versus Rose Namajunas, um, which, you know, Carla lost ever and again, expecting Carla, I suppose, to maybe go on a run and win that championship, but she did manage to do it. Sparza took it off her, and we'll see what happened to Sparza later on. But I think the, the, the Oliveira fight in the main event against Gaethje, like Oliveira... Did, had such a great run, didn't he? Just such such an exciting run, My, and great, great. I'm when I say the word great, I mean maybe not great in terms of, um, you know the uh, greatness. If you want to put it that way, he, he wasn't untouchable or anything. He wasn't like Aldo in his day or or Volkanovski or whatever. But he had great fights, and it was a great fun run, and it was absolutely um, absolutely brilliant to see. Um, didn't you know? Obviously, we, we talked about the Rose one. Michael Chandler against Tony Ferguson, knockout of the year contender. That was absolutely brilliant. Michael Chandler, you know, getting, I suppose, his big name win, even though, you know, Tony's obviously a little bit past his prime at this stage. We drive Val versus Schnell with a really good guillotine. Uh, Fila got a win there as well. Tracy Cortez, she's been a real standout for me this year. I think she's been very, very good. I think she's improved an awful lot uh, as well. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was the uh, worst fight of the year on it. One of the best knockouts and a very fun one-round fight as well. You'd say it was a mid-link to good card. A UFC 275 went down over in Singapore. Another fight of the year candidate in this one. Yuri Prohachka against Glover Teixeira. Glover was obviously winning and winning and winning. And then Prohachka came back and uh, got the rear naked joke in the fifth round. Uh, what, a, what a fight that was. An absolutely amazing fight. Valentina Shashinko and Talia Santos went to a split decision in the co-main event. Maybe sometimes we, uh, we forget that. Um... But Talia Santos did really well in that fight. Valentina had a bit of an off night, but then you know looked human. So I'll be interested to see uh, where she goes in, in in the next while and who she fights. Um, Zhang Weili then ended the career of Yuani and Jacek with that big uh, spinning back fist KO. Beautiful stuff there after their uh, you know fight of the year candidate uh, in the fight before that. Jack Matthews looked phenomenal. Beating Andre Filo. Jack Della Madalena came back here again. As I said, one of the prospects of the year. So some good stuff uh, on this card without a, without a shadow of a doubt. Then we had USC 276. Um, and this was the Adesanya fight again on in the T-Mobile Arena in, in July the 2nd. Um, it was another poor outing for Adesanya and maybe the poorest of them all it just this one to me it just felt like there was so much left in the tank for Adesanya against the fighters so much uh down the pecking order from him you know middleweight's not the best division in the world but uh Jared Cannonier is, is you know he's a good fighter and absolutely no disrespect to, to Cannonier but there feels like there is a great fighter in Adesanya and he had an opportunity to show it here and he didn't and that to me is the most disappointing thing like, 
an average fighter being bad is not that disappointing. A great fighter not being great is the most disappointing thing. And that's, to me, what Adesanya is. Now, people might say I'm harsh and call me harsh, but that's it. Uh, Dimitri Volkanovsky and Max Holloway and Volkanovsky, you talk about great fighters being great. What a great fighter. You couldn't have more time for Volkanovski. Destroyed Max Holloway in this one. Uh, then Alex Pereira knocked out Sean Strickland. One of the worst game plans of all, uh, all the year from Sean Strickland. Beautiful knockout. Barbarin and Lawler put on an, a, a slugfest there in that one. There was a no contest in the Sean O'Malley uh, Pedro Munoz fight, which you'd nearly forget about with the accident Lipok. Jalen Turner put on a great performance. Uh, Subbing Brad Riddell in seconds. Jim Miller got a win. My guy Ian Gary got a win. Drickus Duplessis got a win Andre Mooney is not the best fight in the world but he got a win there as well so uh, UFC 276 a very very good card uh, apart from maybe the main event where everyone I remember every, that was the fight everyone walked out in the fourth round so yep UFC 277 American Airlines Center Dallas Texas this was the rematch the, for me, the most anticipated fight of the year, honestly, uh, didn't turn into a great fight. Manny Nunes versus Juliana Pena. Uh, Juliana Pena lost the decision to Manny Nunes and lost her title. Five rounds. Um, Nunes didn't look great. You know, she improved, and obviously we've gone over the fight, uh, fight and, and discussed it, and, but she didn't look as great. I'm, I think it's a very interesting year coming up. Like last year, intern the year, it was very interesting for Manny Nunes. It was one of my stories of the year coming in. And I think next year as well, for Amanda and Valentina, who both looked human recently, how will they go? What will they do next? Very interesting time uh, ahead for me. We had the uh, the title fight. This was an interim title fight, wasn't it? Between Brandon Moreno and Kai Kara France. Great win there for Brandon Moreno as well. Now, I thought it was a tricky fight for him coming in, but he got the finish there. Uh, Ser- Sergei Pavlovich beat Derek Lewis. He looks like a real star on the way through. Pantoja got a win. Ankalaev obviously beat... Uh, Smith knocked him out in the second round. Great year for Alex Morona as well. Okay, didn't in great, but what a run he's been on. Drew Dober got a win here. Drakkar close. It's been a tough while for Drakkar close, but yeah, that was a so that was a pretty good card as well. UFC two seven seven. UFC two seven eight uh, was Usman versus Edwards, candidate for knockout of the year, comeback of the year, shock of the year. Leon Edwards, you know. Absolutely, what a call by John Anik as well. Call it a year, maybe just decimated uh, Usman with a with a head kick in the uh, the fifth round, and um, you know, massive obviously for the UK, um, and one of like one of the stories of the year how how Leon Edwards did this in a fight. I didn't fancy him to win it, you know, and he did well in the first round, wasn't it? Where he got the takedown, landed on top, probably won it. But Usman it turned into a bit of a procession after that. But he came back and, and got that big knockout. It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Paulo Costa and Luke Rockall put on maybe the weirdest fight of the year. Uh, Dash Philly and Aldo. <sighs> this was just awful. Uh, it was like, it was sad. Like, uh, they gave Teji Dillashaw a shot at the title in front of Aldo. And they put Aldo again in there against Dash Philly. When Dash Philly's not going to fight Sterling. It's just like, the most that, that was to me the most senseless matchmaking and fight of the year. It was just so stupid. Really stupid. Uh, Tyson uh, Pedro bounced back here got a win Jared Garden got a win which obviously set up the Paddy Pimler fight uh, we'll talk about it in a while uh, and uh, yeah that was basically it for 278 look when a fight ends the way it did it turns him automatically into a great card but not a great card underneath that uh, UFC 279 in the team mobile arena again 
Uh, and this was, oh God, I know, I nearly forgot about this. This was, I, what even happened? Who was supposed to fight who? I can't even remember. Uh, who was Nate Diaz fighting? Shemaev, wasn't it? Okay, he was supposed to fight Shemaev, and he ended up fighting Tony Ferguson and guillotining him uh, in the in the four round. Shemaev ended up fighting Kevin Holland and just destroying him in like thirty seconds or whatever it was, two minutes thirteen seconds. I'm looking at it here. So this was old school MMA. This was Jose Aldo breaking his rib before the Conor McGregor fight. Everyone watching Twitter to see what's going on. This was Johnny Hendricks missing weight type of thing everyone just sitting around this this was old school you know i talked earlier about the ufc controlling everything and having a homogenized product they'll never control everything <laughs> and then they, and this was exactly the personification of that where they could not control this and uh, it turned into madness daniel rodriguez and lee Zhang yang as well it was another fight i don't even know who was supposed to fight who for i don't know the, all these fights were mixed up we ended up making three new fights and do you know what it ended up probably better nate diaz you know, jumping off into the sunset uh, to, to probably fight or box Jake Paul. But what an interesting year as well in terms of that, right? Nate is gone. He's one of their pay-per-view draws. Adesanya, no, no longer champion, one of the perceived stars. McGregor didn't fight all year. Never signed Kara ha- Kella Harrison. Obviously, Cyborg went to Bellator a, a while back. Uh, John Jones didn't fight. Masvidal only fought once. Uh, Usman lost his title as well and he, he was looking like he was turning into a bit of a draw what an interesting year from that perspective isn't it it really really is because all their draws either didn't fight or lost you know oh, maybe I'm missing someone you know look if you look at it Volkanovski not a draw really I think the man in is a bit of a draw not really though either uh, so a very interesting year from that point of view um, the rest of 279 Johnny Walker got a good win. Erosa got a, a good win there as well. John Talandmida, one of the stars to emerge for me this year. And what about Chris Barnett? That was uh, absolutely uh, absolutely exceptional there as well. Um, UFC 280. We're getting towards the last uh, few now of the year. This was over in uh, Fight Island. And uh, Islam Makachev picked up the title here, beating down Charles Oliveira and just proving that he is one of the best fighters in the world. What an absolute... Oh, just... Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant display from uh, Islam Makachev. Ended up uh, with a submission of the year candidate, uh, choking out uh, Charles Oliveira in the second round. Absolutely brilliant. Then probably the most disappointing title fight of the year in terms of, uh, you know, TJ Dillashaw entered the fight um, injured. Uh, as myself, someone with a bad shoulder. You can hear, hear I wonder. I wonder the microphone bit up that crack there. I hope it did. But TJ Dillashaw came in with a bad shoulder. Uh, tried to fight his way through it. Uh, like this was one you look back at and think Jose Aldo was robbed of a title shot for this. You know, for this. Very, very unfortunate. Uh, look, Sterling picked up with. It feels like Sterling is kind of getting so lucky, but unlucky at the same time. He's picking up these fights. The first one, obviously, disqualification. The second one, a close enough decision. This one, an injury. I'd love to certainly just go in there, fight someone and win. You know, get a knockout maybe or get a, like, a lattice decision or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was, it's not his fault, like, but I, I feel really bad for him, to be honest. Uh, then Sean O'Malley stepped up. What a performance from O'Malley to beat Petter Yan. Close fight. Definitely a close fight. Who did I score for? I can't even remember. But a close fight anyway and a very good win there. What a win as well for Benil Dariush beating Matthias Gamrat. Just dominated him. Brilliant performance. Manon Firo beat the seemingly unbeatable Caitlin Chukagan in an untitled fight. Bilal Mohamed, to me, one of, one of the performances of the year to beat uh, Sean Brady. Brilliant performance. My guy Kyle Bahalio won against Mahmoud Muradov. 
with Muradov moved to 55 and 0 with, <laughs> with that loss. Uh, Nikita Krilov won, Abubakar and Magomedov won. What a card this was. Makayev was on the card as well, uh, won by Armbar. Um, so, yeah, very good card that one. The last three cards of the year were really brilliant. Um, the card of the year was UFC 281, though. I think a lot of people would acknowledge that. Um, went down in MSG uh, on November 12th in the main event. One of the shocks of the year, you know, I, I think a lot of people, you, you could call Alex Pereira the emerging prospect of the year, even though he's the champion of Midwest. That That's how mad this was. Uh, knocked out Israel Adesanya in the fifth round. Okay, again, I suppose, a bit of a contentious stoppage. I, I didn't see anything wrong with it, to be honest. I thought Mark Goddard did a great job. Um, but yeah, a mad, mad night. Zhang Weili destroyed Carla Esparza in the second round. Dustin Poirier... Uh, submitted Michael Chandler after a rock'em sock'em robots type of fight there Chris Gutierrez sent Frank Yeager into retirement a sad sad one there but Dan Hooker got a great win over Claudio Puelles Money Maicano emerged and destroyed Brad Riddell Ryan Spann got a massive knockout might have retired Dominic Reyes Aaron Blanchfield absolutely bodied Money McCann uh, Andre uh, Petrovsky got a win Matt Frivola got a mad knockout as well Kovalkiewicz put on a good performance so great card overall really good from Carlos Ulberg as well so an absolutely fantastic that's card of the year but up there as well UFC 282 which just happened here uh, not too long ago 10 finishes in a row and in two very close decisions um, you know obviously with Tuporia who's been a standout this year, been absolutely fantastic. Drikas Duplessis getting himself up up the rankings. Rosenstruck with a massive knockout. Chris Curtis put on a great performance. Billy Q put on a great performance. And then Paddy Pimblett, you know, another guy who I suppose was an emerging star from this year, but I, I knew it, but I think a lot of people saw the real Paddy Pimblett here in terms of his level, uh, you know, 23 fights into his career or whatever it is, at nearly 28 years of age. This is this is Paddy Pimblett's level, I think, and I think a lot of people saw that, so that's probably a bad thing for the UFC. And then we have the madness of the draw, the only draw in the, in, uh, in the main event in the, in the pay-per-view this year. Uh, Jan Blachowicz against Ma- 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 Magomed Ankalaev, even why couldn't I say that, uh, which leads to another title fight, which goes to um, which goes to next year. And that's what I'm going to do. So those are all the... Um, uh, those are all the, uh, the pay-per-views, I suppose, from this year. And what I do here is just quickly, before we end... I would look at the rankings and maybe just uh, for a second look ahead to next year. So, look, we have the, the champions at the moment, Figueredo with Moreno, the interim champion, Sterling Volkanovski, uh, Makachev, Edwards, Pereira, and no one at light heavyweight, obviously. Uh, and then we have Francis Ngannou. Uh, and the women's side of it, we have Zhang Weili, Shevchenko, and uh, Amanda Nunes being obviously still the double champion, which is funny because it felt like at a time this year, all the top women were like losing their titles. Shevchenko almost lost hers. Amanda Nunes did obviously last year. And in Zhang Weili was maybe not the one there for a while. But now all three of them are the champions, you know, and it feels like we have found a level in the three women, four women's divisions. And it's interesting to see if that lasts or not. Right, it has lasted obviously a long time for Shevchenko. It did last a long time for Nunes. It's never lasted for anyone at Strawweight apart from you know, obviously Joanna for a while. But then Rose came along. It didn't last for Rose. Yang came along. It didn't last for Zhang. It'll be interesting to see. That's a big story for me. I think the women's champions are a massive story going into next year, and to see who are you know who can hold their belt, uh, who can hold their belt. A very very interesting heavyweight 
again, obviously, is a massive uh, thing for next year. Is Francis going to fight? Is John Jones going to come back? That to me is like the biggest. If you're if you're talking about the biggest in cage story of next year in terms of what we can predict now, you know something mad might happen, but in terms of the biggest fight of next year or the biggest possible mass matchmaking of next year, I think it's that that in the heavyweight division. Obviously, we have McGregor as well. Like, what does McGregor do coming back? Is he going to come back a welterweight, lightweight? Who's he going to come back against? You know, we kind of know about light heavyweight. We we we. Uh, Middleweight, is there going to be a rematch for Adesanya? What way is that going to work? Is Edwards going to fight Usman? Is it going to, it's not going to be a stadium show. We know that now. But is Usman injured? Is that fight going to be able to happen? You know, Mikachev, who's going to be next for him? Well, we know it's going to be a super fight for Volkanovski. What do they do? Well, we know what they're doing, I suppose. <laughs> At Federweight, they, they have the interim title coming up, don't they? So, yeah, it's very interesting times there. Aljo, who's going to fight Aljo? Is it going to be O'Malley? Is it going to be? Who's it going to be? I don't know. Could we have uh, a splitting it away is there and have Dashvili fighting him? And it, obviously flyweight, what a great division flyweight always is. And we'll have that fourth fight there. So and will Nate Diaz come back? Will McGregor fight John Jones again? As I said, these are massive stories for next year. It's a big year ahead for the UFC. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. One thing I would say is I think it's a big year for them to start delivering those names. And I think they need to. If we went through all of those there and there was like no massive star... Uh, winning drawing fight performance there there was bits and pieces of it absolutely always but like McGregor winning a big massive title fight John Jones winning a big massive title fight against someone it wasn't there now Francis against Gann obviously and you know Volkanovski but you know what I mean that star in the big big spotlight position it wasn't there now I think the UFC need to deliver that a couple of times next year and let's see if they can all right, everyone, I will leave it there. Happy New Year to everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com. I'll see you all next time.